0: The best way to start your weekend is with Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.
1: All right, it's Ryan and Mark. It's the weekend. It is the weekend. And we got money to make. We do. Straight cash homie. It's the BetQL weekend here presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Ryan Rothstein alongside Mark Drumheller. We have a lot to get to a power hour like we always do. And let's just dive head first here, Mark. And let's start with just the biggest takeaways, initial reaction to some of the biggest storylines. Round one, night one, NFL draft.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, one of my favorite... I think the whole story of the draft going in was the quarterbacks and how that was going to play out. You know, we had the the Reddit Will Levis stuff, you know, oh, he's going to be number one, thank me later, right? All that fun stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, you know, that did not come to fruition. Bryce Young, the number one pick. Um, but then you saw CJ Stroud. And I think the dysfunction of the Houston Texans cannot go unnoticed here. You know, there was obviously... Lots of rumors that there is disagreement, is a kind word to put it. That's one way, yeah. Between the GM and the owner, the owner had to step in and say, no, we're taking a quarterback. We're not going to go in the year and sell our fans Davis Mills again.
1: Shocker down in Houston, you know. No one could have predicted Dysfunction continues. Continues. No matter who they
2: bring in, you know, it's the same thing. Now, it's weird because, like, I think that, like, the owner, like, as a general rule of thumb, shouldn't be that involved. But I agree with them. I think you got to get a quarterback there. Like, I, I, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how Houston could have went into the season without a quarterback and not made a quarterback that pick. But regardless, what they do then is they give up the farm. They give up next year's number one to move up and, and get Will Anderson Jr. So everybody's happy. They got both players. But man. At what cost? A big cost. <laughs> a massive a cost. cost.
1: Just reminds me of Austin Powers. I'll stay. Sir, I suggest you hit the yeah. blackjack table. <laughs> yeah. I also like to live dangerously, uh, which is what we like to do here is live dangerously. So, yeah, that certainly was a huge story uh, locally for us, but it's also a national one. I'll just mention it quickly. The Philadelphia Eagles won night one. I mean, that oh, yeah. was just spectacular what they were able to do. Um, and and how, how night one has impacted possibly our outlook on taking a flyer maybe on a team in the futures market that we didn't want to take a flyer on pre-night one.
2: Yeah, I think when you look at how the teams perform, now listen, there's plenty more draft to go. Teams yeah. are going to fill holes. We we understand that. But obviously, the first round is a big deal. It's much more pronounced. It gives you kind of idea of what the team's game plan is. And there were a couple teams that I was really underwhelmed with. You know, and we can start with the Detroit Lions. You know, having the sixth pick overall in the draft, right? Passing up a guy like Jalen Carter. I heard he's pretty good. I don't know about you. Not They're, bad. They have, they have an awful defense. They they just completely punt on the defense. They move back down to 12. And they take Jameer Gibbs, who they probably could have gotten the second round. Even if they couldn't have gotten him in the second round, there's a Jameer Gibbs every year. There's probably a Jameer Gibbs in the third round you can grab. And... You know, they waste that pick, and then they follow it up later in the first round. They take a linebacker that, I don't know, some people have a first-round grade on Campbell. Some of them didn't. I don't know. I wasn't impressed at all, man. I, I think it was a bad day for the Lions, and I was, interest, I was interested because I looked at the odds boards, Ryan, Ryan yeah. and the Lions sitting at the top of the NFC North. I'm not buying it. I got to go down there and look at some of these other teams you got the vikings three to one you got the bears plus 325 bears made spent a lot of money a lot of improvements they went out and got an offensive tackle justin fields might not get killed next year that would be nice for them at least i mean all
1: three of those teams have so much risk attached to it right Mm -hmm. you look at the vikings a team that won a lot of games last year we all know the story by you know one possession or less So are they going to lose a bunch more of those games? Now, this year, we heard that narrative. The Detroit Lions are a popular uh, betting team from the public right now, even in the offseason. Are they going to take this massive leap? uh, leap? Do we trust golf? There's so many storylines and questions. Yeah, I do not.
2: And even even the Packers, right? Mm. Even the Packers. Without Aaron Rodgers, with Jordan Love. Are we sure they're not going to be as competitive as these other teams in this division? We have no clue, and I think it's a great point. You know, like we're kind of sleeping on the Packers a little bit. Like, I'm not saying that Jordan loves Aaron Rodgers. Obviously not. He could but the be good. way LaFleur calls the game, he might not need to be. He's, you know, they're, they're going to try and run the ball. They're going to try and be physical. They went out and improved the pass rush. Um, listen, plus 450, longest odds in the division. I don't know if I agree with that. I probably do, but. Listen, I would rather take a shot with the Packers at plus four fifty than I would to bet the Lions at that short number of plus one thirty. But if I had to pick a winner here and give it to the window, I, I I like the Vikings. I mean, they get Jordan Addison. Yeah, yeah. So now, yeah. takes pressure off Justin Jefferson, right? Sure. That's the big thing. It's not like Thielens, you know, running around there. Like you got really two threats out there that can you know get vertical and make some stuff happen. Um I think it opens things up for Minnesota. They got a long way to go. Defense still stinks, but Sure.
1: But it's a team that knows how to win at least in the regular season and out of the teams that we just mentioned, you hate to give this as a reason, but sometimes it's the reality. <laughs> it's yep. the team that you feel confident out of the, you know, island of misfit toys. We're we're recapping some of the biggest stories from NFL um, NFL Draft Night 1. Lamar Jackson was arguably the biggest story of that day Uh, stole the show Lamar got his money got all of the bag and secured it never a doubt good for Lamar man I mean he he gambled and bet on himself and he certainly hit
2: how much how much money did he get was it like one guaranteed I want to say 189 yeah something stupid what's 10 percent of that Like, no agent. The agents are are not happy today seeing Lamar Jackson get that bag. And he got the whole thing. He didn't have to break a chunk off for nobody. Lamar just bags it up and takes it home. Must be
1: nice, man. (laughs) That must be nice. Um, does that change anything for your outlook in that division with the Baltimore Ravens? Obviously you feel better about them now that yeah. we know who's under center.
2: I do. I feel better about the Ravens because I like that they're getting them weapons. They finally heard them out. Listen, Lamar had to make a little noise. Sometimes you got to make some noise, right? A lot of you noise. Know? yeah. and uh, you know, they heard them. They went out and they got them some weapons. They drafted Zay Flowers. I love what they're doing. I don't know, man, if I can bet against Burrow. Burrow's a killer, man. And they go out and they get Miles Murphy from Clemson. They address the – that's how you can tell that a team's ready to get to the Super Bowl. First-round pick, guy like Michael Mayer, weapon on the board. I thought they were going to grab him. I was for sure. They say, oh, no, our goal is to put Patrick Mahomes on his back in January. And they go out and get Miles Murphy because they know that's – when you get to the level that the Bengals got, you know there's only one way to get to that next level – and that's by stopping the other quarterback. And you can't cover guys in the NFL, so you got to put the quarterback on his back. We saw it last year when the Bills went out and got Von Miller when they got this close, lost by a coin flip. Now we see the Bengals, same story. We need pass rush. We need pass rush.
1: The best teams in the NFL, they obviously address the skill positions on offense and the trenches and then the, the front seven on defense. That's it. You have That's to go it. and get the quarterback. You have to pressure the quarterback. That's your entire secondary now, too.
2: Yeah, and if you're in Atlanta, you got to go get a running back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Bijan, in Bijan. I mean, you know, they're like, yeah, pass rush. Who needs it, right? Kyle's going to hand the
1: ball off. Pitts, hold my beer. Let's bring in Bijan Robinson. I mean, good luck down in Atlanta.
2: I I love Bijan. I think he's a fantastic player. I just don't know how a team like Atlanta that has the holes can invest that type of draft capital on a running back, especially when they were one of the best running teams in the league last year without them. Right.
1: Yeah. So So, what's your thought process there when you have all of these massive holes on your depth chart on both sides?
2: Yeah. I think the thought process is, is Arthur Smith wants to recreate the offense he had in Tennessee and he's a He could have Derrick Henry probably if he wanted to, but he decided to get B. John Robinson instead (laughs) to be, you know, the prime Derrick Henry, and I I think that's what he's going to do. He realizes he doesn't have a quarterback, um, and they're going to run the football, and typically teams that run the football like to play defense. I don't know if that's Atlanta. They might just run the football. (laughs) They're
1: going to try and run the football, Uh, at least repeat what they did relatively well last season. But (laughs) – I don't know, I digress with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Becky all weekend Ryan and Mark. another big storyline, of course, a couple days old by now, it's A aaron Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York jet. Um, and my immediate thought, and I know it's yours as well, well, are the Jets now in play for us at seven to one to win the AFC? Are they now in play at 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? I'll start us off. no way.
2: At all, I am not. I am not betting. You're not setting. buying the Jets, huh? I, I mean,
1: no, not with my own money at seven to one or fourteen yeah. to
2: one. I'm not. Yeah, not. I'm I don't not. think so. I, can they win the division? Yeah, I, I think the Bills are going to take a step back. Um, still early. A lot of things can happen. Did not like the Bills drafting Kincaid. I know Kincaid can play. You, all, you know, he also had a pretty bad back injury, and plus, it's them picking Kincaid over Mayer tells me that they are unserious about running the football because mayor's the guy, 250 pound guy, nobody can cover, you know, but he can flatten people. He has the run blocking chops. You know, he can do everything. Kincaid is not Kincaid's like your Jimmy Graham wide receiver, you yeah. know, out there.
1: Most teams aren't serious in running the football though. And I'm not right. saying that's smart. Yeah. That's just the reality. It is. It is for but, better or worse.
2: Right. But listen, listen, when Josh Allen's not playing a full season and he's out there running the ball a thousand times, then, you know, it's a problem. You, right. And that, that's all we heard in the, you know, during the playoff run when they weren't getting it done, when they were kind of fumbling all over the place down the stretch, it was, Oh, Josh Allen doesn't have enough weapons. They got it. I mean, they're out there signing Cole Beasley <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and they're, you know, and, and they can't run the ball worth a lick. And, but now they're just kind of go all in and they think that, you know, they're, they're just going to, you know, throw more pass catchers out there and be fine. We'll see. I, I don't like it, especially you play in the snow, you gotta run the ball a little bit.
1: You do. It's you know? hard to be flashy in the snow. Sometimes you
2: gotta back. put you gotta get a guy in there, put his head down and get a couple yards that isn't his quarterback.
1: Nice.
0: You know, He's like
2: a guy that can get you three, four yards, man. The yeah. ugly old school way. I mean Josh Allen was legitimately their best running back last year. Yeah. If you look at the not I mean, he they were most efficient when he ran the football. Um, more than anyone else running the football. And they just they're just like, okay, Dalton Kincaid. All right. That that's
1: that's the answer. I mean, you look at Allen's turnover issues, particularly as the year progressed. I don't think those are you know that's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> you know starting you, to
2: get banged up.
1: Exactly. Uh BetQL Weekend, we are presented by Bet MGM Sportsbook, Ryan Rothstein, Mark Drumheller, recapping some of the biggest storylines amongst the many in the NFL world, from the draft to Rodgers to Lamar Jackson and how that has impacted the betting market. Uh, I think we went through all of those key storylines you know, pretty quickly and, and swiftly there, Mark. We should probably transition to the hardwood. Let's do it. As things have heated up in the NBA, my goodness. Oh, man,
2: it's wild. It's wild in the NBA.
1: <laughs> it, I mean, it really is. It's been... I mean, we can start with just a quick thought on Miami and Milwaukee, the eighth seed going down and how that changes the betting market and just the landscape
2: in general. My goodness. Not only an eighth seed, but a play-in team. This is the first time in history. This is a historic moment. You know, this is the first time in history a playoff team wins a series and they do it as an eighth seed against the team with the best record in the NBA. And then the soup, the superstar gets up there and starts Ugh. yelling at the reporters, telling them, asking him about his promotions. I thought right, that was family. Ridiculous. Now, listen, I, I agree with Giannis's message. I do not think it was correct to apply it at that time Bingo. because that, I mean, they failed. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. They fit you lost to an eight seed. You should be embarrassed. You should get up there. You should say two things. I'm sorry. No, that's it. I'm
1: embarrassed
2: and storm off. Yeah, this could never happen again. We have to figure it out, whether it's the coach, whether it's the personnel, whatever it is, can't happen again.
1: I completely agree with you. It was an excellent speech, rant, TED talk, however you want to describe it. The timing has not been talked about enough.
2: Yeah. horrible time. If you lose in the Eastern Conference Finals to Boston or another good team, okay, I get it, you know? Right. This is a team that lost in the playing tournament. They lost to Atlanta, <laughs> you know, and they, and they come in there and they wipe the floor with you in five games. Wasn't even competitive. And an absolute
1: embarrassment. As yeah, the, as and an now you're friend. up there,
2: like, it is this is what bothers me, is that, like, they were the much better team than Miami, much more talent. Right, had home court advantage, everything you want. Giannis got banged up. I get it. The back was an issue. Fine, whatever. They should they should be able to win without him. Yep. But he's talking after the game like they're all just out there flipping coins. Like <laughs> right. sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Like after ah, the light table. It's, you're right. It's yeah. sunny. It's rainy. It's cloudy. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. That ain't it, pal. No, it's not
1: it. It's the man in the mirror, and I'm a huge fan of Giannis. But you got to look at the man in the mirror sometimes. Uh, (laughs) All right, we'll continue the NBA conversation. We already have to get to a quick timeout. BetQL weekend, Ryan and Mark, when we come back, the Heat. What's the series price for the Heat to win the second round? Are we going to bet it? We'll dive into the NBA betting market when we return.
0: Ryan Rothstein, and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend with Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller. Sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
1: Ah, uh, That's right. Ryan and Mark hanging with you on a BetQL Weekend here to hopefully help you make some straight cash, homie. And speaking of making some straight cash, Mark, what uh, what was your best bet of the week?
2: Are oh, we going to do best bet, worst bet. Yeah, it's let's where, do a best bet, it. worst well, fun. bet. We'll have a little fun. we you know, we can do our victory lap. Exactly. We can lick our wounds a little bit, right? You yeah. know, and, yes. and that's kind of just the the part of sports gambling. You know, like sometimes you win. Some, it's like Giannis said, "Hey, sometimes you get the promotion, sometimes you don't." Right? You know, we're just all out here flipping coins. Right. Just no. Insert Giannis quote here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, best bet without a doubt was and, and I, I love this one, was the Anthony Richardson under 4.5 at plus 300 I got it at. Was very excited to see him come off the board. We know that the quarterbacks were, um you know, up in the air, you know, very, uh you know, back and forth. Is it going to be Levis? Is it going to be this guy? The Colts like Levis. But I'm telling you, I did a lot of research, and just the way the Colts spoke about Anthony Richardson, the way Sean Steichen, uh, Steichen compared him to Jalen hurts and his development and his ability to kind of work through the accuracy issues. Um, and you know, hearing Ballard and them just talk about his potential, his athleticism, his upside. I knew that, you know, Hey, that they were, they were a team, A bad offensive line. You know, they, they kept recycling these statues back there and it would just get crushed and turn the ball over. So I loved Anthony Richardson in that spot. I didn't think he'd get past the Colts. He didn't. Cash and Lace plus three hundred ticket, loved it. Bang,
1: cash, I love it. Uh, for me, I went over on Jason Tatum three pointers made in the closeout game for Celtics Hawks. It was priced at plus one fifteen, and he gets the over for me. I I love it. At, I looked at his uh, shooting numbers in that series up to that closeout game. They were horrific. They were horrific. I said, this this dude has to turn it around here. Oh, positive regression, exactly. Little little positive regression, uh, and and he gets that home for me. So that was probably my favorite
2: and best play of the week of an up and down week. It's a good one, man. Let's yeah. talk about one that we probably should have never hit. Send on, right? <sighs> we all have those yeah. bets as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you put them in, you, they look great. <laughs> they so you all watch do. the game. Yeah. You watch the game, doesn't look too good. Mine was talking about closeout games. Cleveland Cavaliers Wednesday night minus mm. five and a half. Against the New York Knicks, I was so sure on the Cavs. This is a great lesson for everybody. You know, we get kind of wrapped up sometimes in the NBA with these buzzwords, you know, closeout game, bounce back, you know, oh, home court advantage, like all this stuff. These things mean something. Yeah. But they don't mean everything. And I let that blind me a little bit with the Cavaliers in that game five. We talked about this series a lot. and We said, hey, this is one probably likely to go seven. So I'm like, Knicks aren't good enough to close this thing out in five. Cavs got to show a little you know, oomph Donovan Mitchell. Listen, they didn't trade him in there to get you know, blown out in five games against the Knicks. He's got to step up. He played awful in game four. All these things going that way. Played into all these narratives. Worst bet I made of the week. Wasn't even close. The issues that the Cavs had all series continued in game five. And sometimes there's just a matchup that doesn't work for a team yeah. and they're they're just they don't match up they're not good enough and uh that was the situation with the Cavs I ignored it all I bought all the <laughs> buzzwords you know hey close out game they gotta bounce back zigzag all this stuff um watched the game and knew that ticket was trash once it started oh man uh I
1: I, I did a similar type of a move where I felt confident the Lakers were going to just put that final nail in the coffin in the Memphis Grizzlies. They take mm-hmm. that 3-1 series lead, uh, and I'm looking at Memphis, and it's like, dude, between the Dylan Brooks and LeBron James dramatics, it's clear as day LeBron has won that individual head-to-head battle. The Lakers have the commanding lead. They're going to just keep their foot and apply that pressure on the throat. And, you know, give Memphis credit in that spot. They did not roll over, and, you know, they made it a series, getting it to 3-2. to two.
2: I can understand you thinking that because there's a little voice in the back of my head that was saying, I think Memphis just wants this year to be over so they can kind of separate from Dylan Brooks. You felt that, right? You <laughs> they felt just want that. to, like, turn the page on the series, turn the page on Dylan Brooks, and just kind of move on. So, yeah. I, you know, I didn't watch that game, but I remember looking at the score being like, yeah, hmm,
1: look at the Grizzlies, okay. It was ugly. I mean, the Lakers didn't even get to a hundred points. Memphis, I think, one fifteen. So they won ugly. They figured out a way to keep their uh, season alive at that point, but certainly did not expect it. Did not bet on it to happen.
2: So that was a uh, an ugly part of the week there. Yeah, sometimes you know they don't they don't all hit. And sometimes when they miss, their big misses. And uh, you know they that's a part of it. So I like doing this. We talk about the good. We talk about the bad. We give you both sides. Um, you know, if we go undefeated one week, we'll, we'll have nothing to talk about. But I think we have a little content moving forward.
1: And listen, if either of us go undefeated, you will hear about yeah, it. Yeah, you'll know about it. You'll, you'll yeah. know about it, okay? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, easier said than done. So that's a quick little recap. Let's let's dive back into the NBA as we ended the first segment there talking Heat and, um, and Bucks and how big of a surprise that was. Let's look at these NBA second-round series prices, Mark. And I want to start with the Heat, as they now are a slight dog to win the series at plus 120 against the Knicks, who are the favorite, of course, at minus 145. I don't love the number at plus 120, you know, if we're going to start off talking to Heat. But I think they can keep this thing
2: rolling, man. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Like, I, I see, I don't like the Heat so... I don't know if I'm being objective here, but I think the biggest challenge for them is like, when does Jimmy Butler run out of gas? Does Jimmy Butler run out of gas, right? Because he's doing everything. Like he's uh, quite literally. Yeah. Like he's the guy at the class project. Doesn't let anyone else work. Like he's like, I'm just taking the ball. I want every shot and, and it's working. And that's the only way they can win. But that's a problem. Because now, you know, listen, they had to go to the playing tournament, right? And then they lose the first game of the playing tournament. They had to play an extra game there. Then they get in. Then they play the box, right? And they got to go th- and they give everything they have. Like Jimmy Butler laying it all on the floor. It's just a tremendous effort. Nothing but respect for Jimmy Butler. So how he played in that series. Just amazing performance. Yeah. But now you got to get up. And now you got to go to Madison Square Garden, and now you got to play Jalen Brunson. Now you got to play these guys that are going. Josh Hart, they're going to be pounding the glass, right? Yeah, and they're not going to have the rebounding edge. They're not, you know. And again, they're on the road again, right? So, it's it gets harder and harder as you go. And how much, like, what Jimmy Butler accomplished in that first round, being the first team is a playing team to win a playoff series, beating a one seed as an eight seed. How much is left in the tank after that? It's a fair and
1: very valid question. I'll add this and I hate
2: head. the Knicks. I don't want the Knicks to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate the Knicks too right They've been so irrelevant it's been beautiful. But here they are they have an opportunity to make themselves relatively relevant uh, by getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. all the pressure in the world's on the Knicks right like the heat are playing with all of the houses money. Now, I I don't know how much we should factor that into this, but it is something worth bringing up. You know, maybe Jimmy Butler can steal another couple of games by playing freely. Maybe the bench actually does provide something uh, to help them steal a game. And maybe the Knicks and the pressure and the tension of the moment in the second round gets a little bit tight, especially as the favorite.
2: That's a real good point because I didn't think of pressure with the Knicks because I didn't think much of them to begin with. Right. So I almost think I'm like, hey, they're playing with house of money too. Like it's the little Knicks. Like, you know, hey, good for the little Knicks. They got there. <laughs> that
1: entire city but is saying we're favored.
2: Oh, yeah. I, and I just, I can't take it. Like, <laughs> you know, the meme where the guy's like, uh, you know, you know, shaking his head and going crazy like all these Knicks fans and Madison Square Garden and all this stuff. I I don't know. I, I just, I, I, it's not going to be over. Like I, you know, I, I think they're going to win the series. We're going to see next for a little while, but I uh, I could see them tightening up. Absolutely, especially a guy like you know you you look at the coaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know who do you take? You got to take Spolstra. Ten out of ten,
1: you take Spell. Yeah, you ten know, like, out of ten, and the you got to
2: take Spolstra.
1: Coaching magnifies and so the if importance. These
2: teams are in the moment. Yep. Not used to being there. Who's going to calm them down? Who's going to get them right?
1: spo that's who uh it's just a matter of to your point can jimmy butler continue this magic carpet ride of the individual efforts he's been giving and can someone else step up i don't like a play to be completely transparent on either side
2: yeah i'm not running to the window on this one but i do i mean i don't know do we do does ben mtm have markets where you don't pick the side you just pick the length like, can we do six, seven games? I believe so. I think that would be interesting because I do think it'll be a long series. We'll have to
1: uh, try and track those down, but they may not uh, be posted yet either.
2: Right. Yeah, everything's not out yet. So yeah. that's something to keep an eye on. I think that it's going to be a Clue series. It's going to be, um, you know, down to the wire, six, seven games. But I just don't this, – this would be another Herculean effort by Jimmy <laughs> Butler, man. And it would. I just don't know if he's that guy to be able to do this round after round. Like, I felt bad for him. Like the performance against the box, just amazing, but it would have been even better if it was in like the Eastern conference finals, not the first round.
1: And he did it consecutively. Like he, he had a 56 outing, 56 points. And he followed it up with 48.
2: Yep. Oh dude, it was, he's just doing the whole thing against that
1: team too. That's a championship DNA type caliber team. So yeah, I think your points are, uh, are more than valid to go six plus two ten, to go seven plus one seventy five. It's not bad, not bad. I'd maybe take a flyer in six at two ten.
2: I just think the Heat have to run out of gas, right? Oh, well, they don't have it's gonna to. Be but... All this Bing Bong, this <laughs> Bing Bong, <laughs> that. You know,
1: I don't know if Bing Bong can, uh, you know, can do enough for for the uh, for the Knicks, but. It, I like
2: them. I would pick the Knicks if I had to pick a side here.
1: I would probably lean Lay with, it the, with Knicks. the Knicks. Yes, if I had to pick a side, but nothing I'm running to bet as we say. Uh let's get to the other series that's uh still to come, the 76ers and the Boston Celtics. And now we're getting some odds that are there's discrepancies here as far as the the range. Plus 260 for the Philadelphia 76ers as the dog Boston considerable favorite. At minus three fifty, do we believe the hobbled Embiid and, and crew can win this series
2: at plus two sixty? You know what the funny thing is? You know that I've been out on this Sixers team since last year when they lost in the playoffs and didn't put in the effort. And yeah. I, I've been like just a dark cloud. Just a like talk to me about Sixers basketball, and I I just take the life out of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, like because I don't, I just don't believe in them. You know, and I've seen it time and time again. It's year after year this happens. It's like Groundhog's Day. Mm -hmm. Here we are in the second round. I I don't see them winning this series, but when the Hawks won that game, I was like, you know what? If this thing goes seven, there's a chance. Like, if the Mm -hmm. Hawks pushed the Celtics to seven, I would be like, hey, there's a chance. You know, there's a chance, because then you got a, a, a Celtics team that's worn down. Right. And you got a Sixers team that can steal one in Boston and gains one or two. Now we're in business. And then I started to think, wow, and if we can beat the Celtics, we can beat the Knicks. <laughs> yes. Maybe yes. this is the year. Maybe I had to be out in order for them to win, right? That's why I started thinking. Yeah, then, there's a
1: big butt coming.
2: Then it all goes away because <laughs> Celtics close it out. Right. And now, the, you know, not much rest, and now we're right back going to Boston. I don't think they win the series. I can't bet the Sixers.
1: No, I can't either. The bottom line is, what are we going to get from Joel Embiid? We, we have no clue. Who knows? As far as his health. You know, we we hear signs of positivity, but if he's not 100%, I don't have any faith in them. I, I, I cannot know, bet them with confidence. You know what
2: we're going to get? What I'm afraid we get every year. We're going to get an Instagram post saying how much he loves the city and how sorry he is it didn't work out. Right.
1: He'll he'll try harder next year. Yep. Well, at least he'll have an MVP regular season trophy to show for it this year. So we think. Yep. That's good for nothing. Nada. (laughs) We are miserable, aren't we? We are. Listen, it's just when it happens time and time again, year in and year out, what do you expect? I can't believe I drug you into my dark world. Well, the Embiid injury has changed things for me. Mm-hmm. You know, before that injury, that I, was the I was, best bet you could have made, man. Yes, I was I was slightly more optimistic than. <laughs> it's uh, like you know the sun point.
2: comes up every day, and B gets hurt in the playoffs. Really is
1: death taxes and Embiid limping into a second round playoff game. It's it's an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Uh, all right, BetQL weekend, Ryan and Mark hanging uh, having some fun with you here, hanging out for a power hour. We'll take a timeout. We still have to work in uh, some updated NBA Finals winner odds into the conversation. Uh, We'll give you some of our best bets, our three-star plays, and a lot more. We have a fun final segment coming your way where we give out all of our best bets and more. So keep it tuned in. It's the BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook.
0: Dan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with betQL weekend with Ryan Rothstein and Mark drumumeller sponsored by bet MGM on the betQL Network
1: that's right bet QL weekend Ryan and Mark here hanging with you for a power hour like we do each and every week we are presented of course by bet MGM sportsbook so let's get right back into it mark and I The one series we didn't uh, get into in the previous segment, Suns-Nuggets. Suns minus 145, the favorite to win the series, and Jokic
2: and the Nuggets plus 120. Yeah, I like the Suns. I really do, and I think that the more I watch that series against the Clippers, the less I believe that it would have went any different if Kawhi played. Wow. Like, I just think that offensively, like, they have – they have too much. Like, Booker's wide open all the time. Like, fair. Booker's just like killing everybody. Like, and it's, yeah. you know, and that's because Durant's on the court. So, um, I think the Suns smoke them in this series. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, this is a little bit of a hot take. I'm not sure that there's going to be much competition for the Suns moving forward. Wow. Just at all. At all. Like, I think they wipe through the Nuggets and then they're going to probably get, you know, the Lakers or the Warriors and that that'll probably be a tougher series, you know, but I don't, I don't, I think Suns are going to win the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Listen, you've been steadfast on that. And for me, for this series, Phoenix, the better team, it's that simple, but I'm also going to add, I do not like the Denver nuggets. And I, more importantly, I don't believe in the Denver nuggets and they just don't have enough to get over this, uh, this mountain that is the Phoenix sun. So when I
2: saw this series matchup, I was like, Ooh, Ryan's going to come to my side with the Suns. I love it. I don't
1: have a choice. I don't have a choice. Ryan would
2: bet Satan against the Nuggets. (laughs) Yes, I would. Push
1: it all in on Satan. And, you know, just real quick to add to your point there, Golden State Phoenix would be fun. fun. That would be fun. Fun. That would be a gauntlet. That would be real fun. Yeah, sign me up for that. But, uh, all right, just wanted to throw that uh, final series preview with the uh, updated winner odds into the mix here. So we'll move forward. Uh, and let's take a look at finals winner on the wagering menu. Uh, anything change where you say you know what? Maybe I wasn't betting this previously, but I might take a flyer on it. Or you know your thoughts. Boston the favorite. Phoenix four to one. Philly six to one. Golden State plus six fifty.
2: Yeah, not really. I mean, I don't like the Bucks anymore, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chalk that one up. They're yeah. not going to win. Probably not. Newsflash. Yeah, uh, but I again. I buried the lead a little bit. I like the Suns at four to one. I think it's a play still. Uh, the Celtics, not enough value at plus one sixty five for me to believe no. that they're going to run the gauntlet. Showed too many holes against the Hawks. Um, so, and then you get down the list: Warriors, Nuggets, Lakers. I I don't, I can't get there.
1: I I gave out uh, like three, four weeks ago now. Whatever it was, doesn't matter. I like Golden State, but that was 11 to 12 to one, twelve to one. Now that's cut in half. If you're forcing me to make a pick here out of the wagering menu options, I'd lean golden state at plus Mm six fifty. But that answer sort of tells you where I sit right now. You know, I'm, I'm more with you as far as nothing stands out as far as I love the value or I'm this confident because of reasons X, Y, and Z.
2: Yeah. It's just really not right now, you know, anything to really jump at. No, absolutely not. And, I don't know how much
1: of a factor the wild, wild west on both sides it has been. You would think there'd be more opportunity, but it's sort of done the opposite.
2: Yeah, it has. Because I think the way some of these series played out, you know, like, you know, the Warriors getting rid of the Kings, you know, uh, you know, having a commanding lead there and just, you know, some of the, the things that we're kind of starting to see, but. The Warriors at six to, uh, six and a half to one is is interesting still because they have the experience. They have the guys that have been there before, you yeah. know, and they have the continuity. That's something that the Suns don't have. So, I mean, they're probably the two teams I would look at as well. Can't get me to touch the Nuggets or the no. Lakers. I think the Lakers are a team that will run out of gas. Yes, so, I agree. I
1: agree. That's um, where we're at. They need to get to a gas station quickly. The Lakers <laughs> do uh, because they're they're a bunch of old geezers. All right uh let's get to
2: big swings baby let's take some big hacks let's take some big hacks dude so i like this this is fun this is where we're going to put out you know just a big plus money bet for the people this isn't we don't call the financial advisor move money around (laughs) right we're not liquidating any cds and and getting that kind of money down but you know just something for the weekend fun to where you know hey we step up there we take a big swing and we see if we can hit a big plus money bet
1: yeah, I'll uh, I'll start us off. So it has to be four to one, or greater, correct? or more. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's got
2: to be a, a big swing. Can't be up there doing check swings. Can't be no. you know button. No, you know we don't need no minus one fifty up in here.
1: No, none of that. Not not for this segment. So here's my big swing of the betQL weekend. I'm going Suns money line. Just win mm-hmm. the game, Phoenix. Just win the game, and I'm parlaying that with Jokic. Two threes made. No, oh, I like it. So Jokic just knocked down a couple of three pointers. Suns take care of business. Plus four seventy five.
2: That's a good one. It's my big swing, That's baby. A, I like that big swing. All Plus right. four f- f- four seventy five. That's yeah. nice. Step up in here, take a swing. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go over to the UFC. Right, we're gonna take it. We're a big haymaker right here, and it, nice. we can do a haymaker if you want. I'm I'm I'll give you the option of how I should go with this, Ryan. <laughs> okay. So. I'm going to go to heavyweight matchup Saturday night, Marcos Rosario de Lima, right? I like him in this matchup, fighting Waldo, Cortez Acosta. I think he's a more powerful fighter. I think he ends up getting the finish here. Um, instead of playing him by knockout, he does have some submission chops, got his last win by submission, and a lot of times in these fights, these big guys, they can kind of knock dude down, they stun him, and then they, boom, they can wrap him up and choke him. You get the submission, right? You can play submission here plus 550, right? It's a big swing, right? Or do we do the Babe Ruth point <laughs> out the center field and take a shot submission in round two plus 1,800? Wow. Is it too big of a swing? What am I doing here? Is
1: there such a thing? It's I don't big think of there is. Swing. I
2: think we got to come out with a big swing. Come
1: on. Man, like the gotcha. red wiffle ball
2: bat and just yes. poof, go at it, man. Man. Now, plus now 1,800. I'm kicking myself for not having a bigger swing. Well, the thing is, though, is your swing is probably cash. Mine probably won't. <laughs> ah. But you know, hey, listen, it gives us something. It gives the people two bets to kind of look at. Uh, you know, and again, yeah, you want to do a little swing. You know, we're not a little swing, but a, Still big, a less but... major swing. You just played a submission plus five fifty. But I'm not going to sit here and give out two bets. So yeah. I'm going to go with the biggest swing, the plus eighteen hundred. Marcos Rosaria DeLima by submission in round two at Wow! the BetMGM app. You're just bringing the king the, of sports books.
1: Bringing the heat, man. Going Babe Ruth. Hopefully your shot is called there. That would be Be a good way to start the segment. Great way to start the segment. Be a good segment. way to start the segment. Definition of a big swing, a massive swing. All right, so there you have it. Uh, first rendition, plenty more each and every week of Big Swings, the segment. So let's uh, transition to... Our three star bets. Oh yeah. Drum roll, please. Uh you lead us off, my friend.
2: I'll lead us off. Three and out last week, baby. Nothing but fire. Five and one last two weeks. Can we keep it rolling? Of course you can. I'm gonna start with my one star bet. We're going to go back and forth one on one, or we're going to run through the three. All right. One star bet. We're going to the USFL. This is a lot of fun, right? Punch it in. You don't have to watch it. Don't worry. You're not going to want (laughs) to watch this game because Pittsburgh might have the worst offense ever fielded for a professional football game. They've averaged only 80 yards passing their first two games. They're playing the Philadelphia Stars, who they can move the football, but the Maulers are going to drag this total down. I'm playing under 42. Here's my one star play. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, USFL, under 42, minus 110.
1: I like it. I'm going with the Miami Heat, plus four and a half. Hemi! Plus four and a half against the New York Knicks. We've discussed this series and our thoughts on both sides a little bit earlier, but I do believe the Heat to get a game or two in this series, and that game uh, on the 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, that is the perfect opportunity for the Miami Heat to do so, sort of, uh, give him a little jab in the throat there, stun him early. And oh, then shot they, in a trope. Yeah, and then they'll run out of gas. But I'm taking him with the points and, uh to start that series off. Love
2: that one. Yeah. My two-star bet, right? Back to the UFC, back to the octagon. Another heavyweight fight. Martin Boudet, minus 110. We're just going to play him on the money line here against Jake Collier. Jake Collier, very undersized, lost four to last five. I think Boudet can pin him against the cage, fight him in a phone booth, really grind him down, use his physicality. So we're going Martin Boudet, minus 110. Love it. I'm staying uh, in the NBA,
1: and I mentioned this earlier, but I parlayed it with something. Here, just take it. Just go to the player props section of the wagering menu for the Denver Nuggets. Take the over on Jokic, threes made. I think he's going to be stepping outside the arc a little bit more. And he's shown us the capability of knocking him down. You're getting it at a good price, right around plus one
2: twenty-five, depending when you scoop that up. So take Jokic. I love it. Yeah. Jokic may might be a little tired. You know, he sit outside, hit a couple threes, win us some money. Yeah. My three-star play going back to the well, the three-star play to hit last week. The Seattle Sea Dragons and Ben Denucci, the XFL, (laughs) covered his eight and a half point favorites in a spot that we loved. We're going back again. Now we're in the playoffs. 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 XFL playoffs. Here we go. <laughs> ben DiNucci and his Seattle Sea Dragons let the dogs out. Plus three against the DC Defenders here. Minus one ten. Listen, Seattle has been seven and one the last eight games. Started season zero and two. One seven in the last eight. DC fumbling down the stretch. Worst defense in the XFL from a yards Oof. per game perspective. I think Seattle scores enough points here to at least keep this close. I like him on the money line, but for a 3-star bet, I'm going to take the 3 points.
1: All right, this could come back to haunt and I could be kicking myself this time next week. Stay tuned to find out. I'm going to be a homer for a second. And I'm taking the points with our Philadelphia 76ers. That a boy. It's a lot of points and the game one uncertainty gives me confidence in our 76ers because <laughs> ga- game one is when the team that you know, the team that maybe doesn't end up winning the series if not win outright, can keep it close and sort of give that uh, jab to the throat, as I mentioned. So I think the Sixers are more than capable of winning game one. I'll take the seven and a half in hopes of a close one.
2: And what do we know about game one? And he's not injured yet. That's right. He's This rude. might be the healthiest he is all series, so let's <laughs> cash in.
1: I'd probably bank on that, unfortunately. <laughs> so hopefully we're wrong, at least Philadelphia hopes so. Uh, there you go, our three-star bets. We'll look to keep it rolling. And just like that, the power hour is concluded. BetQL weekend, Ryan Rothstein, Mark Drumheller. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, took some of our insight and you win some straight cash, homie. We are presented, of course, by BetMGM Sportsbook. Big thanks to our producer, Zach Kroll, who needs the Knicks. Good luck, Zach. And good luck to everyone on all your bets.
0: Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by
2: BetMGM.